Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Jima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is everyone shouldn't be treated the same. A lot of people assume that everyone should be treated the same. And that is their way of being, quote, fair in practicing justice. Because historically, a lot of groups have gone through some serious oppression, discrimination, exploitation, and atrocities. And these same groups are currently undergoing the aftermath or the result of their previous generations or their ancestors going through the hardships and all the inhumane treatment that they were subjected to. And because of that, a lot of people want to be politically correct right now, and they want to just treat everybody the same. Now, everybody can't be treated the same. Everybody shouldn't be treated the same. Before we get into that conversation, let's talk about the way that everybody should be treated the same, because there are certain aspects of treating people a certain way that everybody is entitled to. Let's talk about that, and then we'll go into more details on why everyone shouldn't be treated the same. Now, everyone should get exactly the same treatment in the sense that they are given respect. So in other words, it's basic common sense to give everyone the same basic treatment because we should all value all human life. So everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, treated with courtesy, with politeness, empathy, compassion, and understanding. Everyone is entitled to their basic human rights, no matter their personal background or demographics. It doesn't matter their race. People of all races should be treated with the equal amount of respect. They should be valued the same as human beings. People from different cultures should be treated with the equal amount of respect. People from different nationalities should be treated with the same amount of respect, courtesy, politeness, empathy, compassion, understanding. People of different ethnicities should be treated with the same respect, basic respect. People from different class, people from different age groups, people from different educational levels, religious belief, professional careers, social status, or family background or heritage. These are the things that we know are common sense, that we're not going to treat anybody with disrespect. Now, this is common sense, but unfortunately, common sense is not so common. We do have a lot of people who have been miseducated, who have been giving the wrong information about people from various backgrounds. They are told that these people are less than, they're not good enough, they're inferior, they're not smart, they're not civilized, and they're not good enough. And because they've been given those false information, a lot of people develop 
preconceived notion about these people and they think the worst case scenario because they've been fed the wrong information. So because of that, a lot of people, they don't treat everyone with respect. They choose who they're going to respect and they choose who they're going to disrespect. They're not equally giving everybody, because they're a human being, respect. That's the problem. It's a respect issue. Respect is simply valuing that person as a human being. It doesn't matter their background. Don't say you don't see their background because that's a form of disrespect. If you're omitting or you ignoring someone's demographics, their background, their race, their ethnicity, their nationality, their class, their age, educational level, religious background, professional career, social status, family heritage, if you deliberately omit those things, those things become invisible to you, you choose not to see those things, obviously you're doing that person a disservice. You are dehumanizing that person by taking the things that are part of their human identity. Things that they identify with, things that make them important, things that make them special, things that gave them certain attributes, personalities, traits, morals, values. You're stripping these people of who they are by saying, I don't see those things. I'm going to treat you like everybody else. No, you have to treat that person and take their background into consideration. It doesn't mean you're going to give them less respect or less value. It just means that you're going to acknowledge the diversity. You're going to see that these individuals are different. They are distinguished from other people. It doesn't make them less than, inferior, or not good enough. It doesn't make them superior or better than anybody else. It just makes them who they are. And who they are consists of their demographic backgrounds their personal background, their personal experience, who they are, their family and heritage, what what did they inherit, their culture, their tradition, their way of life. All those things go into making them who they are. So you can't sit there and say, I don't see those things because that is a false information. Obviously, you do see those things, but you're choosing not to acknowledge them. And by you doing that, it is a form of disrespect. Now, even though everyone should be treated the same in certain areas when it comes to granting them respect and treating them humane and giving them the human right, but what is applicable for one person may not be practical for another. Now, by you acknowledging these people's background, you're not going to be able to treat them the same, even though you're going to give them the same respect. You're going to treat them as a valuable member of the human race. But you have to see who they are. You have to see their race, their culture, nationality, ethnicity, class, age, education level, religious belief, professional uh, career, social status, family, heritage, because those things, these factors make these people different and because of that they have different needs different wants different expression different desires different beliefs different values different principles and you have to be able to acknowledge those differences what is 
applicable to one person because of their race may be, it may not be applicable to another person because of their race. What one race considers to be important, another race may not consider to be that important. So you have to be able to take that consideration. You can't walk into a place and say, well, I see everybody as the same. Everybody's going to be treated equally the same. Now, respectfully, yeah. But in terms of acknowledging their difference, how you're going to deal with these people, how you're going to relate to them, how you're going to connect to them, how you're going to interact with them, how you're going to socialize with them. What are the acceptable behaviors? What are the inappropriate behaviors? What are the things that are serious? And what are the things that are not that serious? Now, these people culture will dictate those things. And if you don't acknowledge these people culture, you don't learn their culture, then you won't know how to interact with them in an appropriate or healthy way. So that's why it's important that you can't treat everybody the same. You can't speak to everybody the same because some people in their culture and their nationality, their background and their class and their social status group, people don't speak to each other that way. Does it mean that you have to be a camellia and you have to keep becoming something different when you meet different people? No, not necessarily. It means just acknowledge the difference and try to act in an appropriate way. Try to be as mindful and considerate and respectful and thoughtful as possible. It doesn't mean for you to learn their language. If you can, that would be good. It's always good to be bilingual, trilingual, multilingual. It's always good to be able to speak another language to be able to connect and relate to other people. Does it mean to learn their custom and their ways and their tradition? It's good for you to be open-minded and learn about other people's cultures and custom and tradition. There's nothing wrong with you learning. You're adding something to yourself. That becomes an asset for you. It's not a liability. Anything that you gain is yours to keep. It's your wisdom. It's your knowledge. It's your experience. It's your information. It's your intelligence. It's your understanding. It's your personal development. So anything that you gain from interacting with other people who are different from you, it should be a positive. Now, obviously, every culture, every race, every nationality, ethnicity, and group of people, they have their own way of life. They have their own way of thinking, their own way of doing things, their own way of existing. They have their own reality. They have their own definition of what is right and wrong. Now, you can learn from that, but you can still maintain your own individual identity and your values and your morals and your principles. But you can look for common ground. What do you all have in common as human beings? And you can relate to that person on that particular level. Now, you can try to learn certain things so you can be more compatible with that individual. You all have more in common, you have more to talk about, and you have more ways of relating. And because of those differences, you can't treat everybody the same, even though you give everybody their basic respect and their human rights. Now, each culture or society assigns social status to everyone, and they are treated accordingly. Some people, due to their social position, they are given preferential treatment, privilege, benefits, and favoritism. That's something that we have to look at. 
Everybody is not treated the same. Everybody's not treated the same. Certain people have certain special benefits because of their position. And we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Some people are entitled to special recognition, honor, and respect because of the roles they play, their accomplishment, the positions they hold, the sacrifice that they made, the hard work that they put in, and the credentials that they got. It's very important. These people earn that title. They are entitled to the benefits that they're getting because they met whatever expectation was required of them. Whatever was requested from them, they did it. They performed it. If they had to get a degree, they did. If they had to pass a test, they did. If they had to go to a training, they did. If they had to perform at a certain level, they did. If they had to adhere to a certain policy and procedure, they did. And they had to make certain sacrifices. They deprived themselves of certain things. They weren't able to go out and socialize. They weren't able to spend money on certain things. They weren't able for them to associate with certain people. They weren't able to have more leisure time. Whatever it is that they had to do, they were willing to sacrifice. So we cannot treat everybody the same. Again, I'm going to reiterate throughout this podcast that we are treating everybody with basic human respect. Every human being should be treated with basic human respect. They should be acknowledged for their dignity. They all have human dignity. Now, some people could say, well, some people don't deserve it because they violated the law. They are criminals. They are killers. They're abusers. They're perpetrators. They're perverts. You know, these people are just outcasts of society. Now, even those people, because we do live in a civilized society, even those people are granted their basic human rights. Even though they violated other people's rights, even though they harmed, killed, or injured other people, they are still granted their basic human rights, which include respect, even though they obviously didn't respect other people, right? But in a civilized society, we have to grant them those basic human rights or we're just as barbaric and savage and inhumane as these individuals who harm and hurt other people. We still have principles that we go by. We still have morals that we follow with everybody. So those things don't change. Those are universal things, right? Now, in some places, universal means the majority of people, that's what they do. But in some places, once you violate the law, once you harm or kill, you no longer are entitled to your basic human rights. You're no longer entitled to human respect and dignity. People treat you like an animal. That's what happens in certain parts of the world. Now, let's look at the different areas that grant, you know, certain people special treatment. So we can't say, I see everybody the same. I treat everybody the same. No one is different to me. Everybody is on the same equal playing field. 
You can't say that unless you're talking about the basic human respect and basic human rights. If you're talking about that, we're in agreement with that. But if you're talking about anything else, you're obviously wrong. Some people think they're being politically correct by saying, well, I treat everybody the like. I treat everybody the same, which is a lie because you don't treat everybody the same because you don't see everybody the same. You don't assign the same value to everybody. You don't perceive people to be the same. You really don't. If you're saying that, you're just trying to be politically correct. You're just trying to say the right thing to appease certain people or to feel like you know, you're part of that in crowd or you're part of that agenda. But in reality, you do see the differences in people. So let's talk about certain areas where people are treated certain ways. The family. In all societies, people who are family members or relatives are treated differently than other individuals who are not part of this biological family. Now we're talking about overall. Some people dog their family out, abuse them, exploit them, hurt them, or even kill them. Now this is domestic violence. And sometimes they don't do that to other people, right? But we're talking about overall, generally speaking, globally, worldwide, People usually treat their family members, people who are biologically related to them, different than they treat non-family members. Now, this is a fact. This is a fact, no matter where you go, because these people grow up with their family. They grow up with their sisters, their brothers, their aunties, their uncles, their cousins, their parents, their grandparents, and they form a very close bond and friendship with them the majority of the time, or generally speaking. Now, we have some people who don't experience that, and we're not talking about those people, but the majority of people are close to their families. And because of that, you know, they establish a close friendship or relationship with these people, and they do grant them certain privileges that they don't grant other people. Now, family members sometimes can talk to each other in a certain way that they don't allow other people to talk to them. They can share things with each other that they won't share with other people. They let each other get away with things that they're not going to let other people get away with. They may provide each other with a certain level of unconditional love and unconditional acceptance and unconditional support that they don't provide to other people. This is a fact. So we just have to look at the family and we can see that because you're a family member, you're going to be treated differently. If you're just a neighbor and a friend, you're not going to be treated the same way as a family. Now, again, people can give other people who are non-family, non-biologically related, they can give the same basic respect, but they're going to give their family members more respect. They're going to give them more importance and they're going to be more valuable to them. Okay. Now, let's look at within the family. There's a different level of treatment based on the family's hierarchy depending on the culture and tradition. In most indigenous cultures, grandparents are held at a higher esteem than parents, aunties and uncles, or the children, or cousins. Indigenous culture usually put grandparents at the top of the hierarchy. And the children are usually in the bottom of the hierarchy when it comes to power. The children don't have a say-so. The children don't run the house. 
The parents do. The aunts and uncles do. But the children, because of their age and immaturity, they are not given any power or right in the family. Even though they're given the basic respect and they're given love. But when it comes to decision making for the family, it's either the grandparents or the parents. In that order, depends on the culture. Now, each person is assigned a role and given value according you know, to their place in the family hierarchy. And they're treated based on their role. It doesn't mean that they're not given respect or love. It means that they have different expectations. People are expecting different things from different members of the family. They're playing different roles. They're contributing different things. So yes, you're not going to treat the parents the same way you treat the children. They're at a different rank. Individuals are expected to comply with this hierarchy and act accordingly. This is what happens. This is the way the family works. So when somebody says, well, I, I treat everybody the same. You can look at them and say, really? You treat everybody in your family the same? You interact with everybody the same way? You speak to everybody the same way? You socialize with everybody the same way? You perceive everybody to be the same? And the answer is going to be no, if they're honest. Even though, again, I'm reiterating, they give everybody respect and they speak to everybody with respect. But people, when they're speaking to the parents, they may have one tone. When they're speaking to the children, they may have another tone. They may ask the parents certain questions. They're not going to ask the children because it would be inappropriate. They may place demands on the aunties and the uncles that they won't place on the cousins because everybody have a different role, a different responsibility, a different expectation. They have to play their part. So you're going to treat people based on that family hierarchy. It doesn't mean that one person is going to be treated bad and the other person is going to be treated good. It doesn't mean that. It means that you're going to interact with them differently. And there's nothing wrong with interacting with people in a different way. As long as you give them their basic respect. And we have to take into consideration people's personalities. Some people, you can laugh with them. Other people, they're very serious. You, you can't be joking all the time with a person that's very serious. You have to acknowledge that this person is a very serious person. They're not going to laugh at your jokes. They're going to feel like you're disrespecting them. Or you're disregarding their boundaries or their desires. If you keep joking with them, they keep saying, listen, stop joking with me. So you can't treat everybody the same. You can't treat everybody the same. You have to look at these people's personality, their characteristics, their background, their beliefs, their values, and treat them accordingly. Again, it doesn't mean that you have to be changing from person to person, but it just um, all you're doing is adjusting your behavior. The way that you treat them, you're going to treat them the way that they want you to treat them, not the way that you think that you should treat them. Okay, we're going to move on. Marital status. People who are married are treated differently than people who are single. 
You can't approach a married person and speak to them the same way you would speak to a single person. The conversation, the expectation, the perspectives, and interaction would be different. Now, this is something that's very common. Every society has their own definition of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate behavior. Some societies, women who are single make that status known by the clothes they wear, by the jewelry they wear, by the hairstyles they wear, by the conversations they have that distinguishes them from a married woman. So if a man is looking, he's going to see that, hey, I can speak to this woman if I'm interested in having a relationship with her because she appears to be single, right? Now, in Western culture, it's kind of difficult to know who's a married woman and who's a single woman. It's very difficult to distinguish that that because in this culture, the Western culture, married women and single women basically dress alike. In most cultures, married women are not allowed to dress sexually provocative. They're not allowed to expose their bodies in terms of breasts and private area or their arms or their shoulders or their legs. In some cultures, because of their religious beliefs, they're not even showing their face. Now, is this right or wrong? That is not the question right now. It's just that people have different cultures and they have different way of thinking, different way of doing things, different way of living. And we have to respect that. So we can't approach somebody who's from a different culture and treat them like they're from our culture. We can't do that because that's not giving them their respect. Right? So again, in certain cultures, there's a big difference between married woman and a single woman. A man will not approach a woman that appears to be married. If she has a wedding ring on her finger, obviously he's not going to be talking to her like she's single. If she's dressed modestly in a way that married women are dressed according to that culture, then he's not going to talk to her a certain way. Same thing, vice versa. A woman who's interested in a man, if she sees a wedding ring or she see him behave in a certain way, she's not going to try to talk to him because it wouldn't be socially acceptable in that culture. Again, in America and other Western countries, it's kind of hard to distinguish a married man from a single man unless he's wearing a wedding ring. So that's really the only thing in Western culture that pretty much distinguishes married people from single people. Because it seems to be in Western culture, married people are doing the same thing that single people are doing. So you really can't tell who's who. You can't tell who's who. It's very important that we're able to distinguish married from single so we could treat people accordingly. So we won't be disrespectful because we have to be able to acknowledge that person's demographic. What's their background? Are you married? Okay, I'm not going to speak to you about certain things because it wouldn't be appropriate. If you're single, I'm allowed to speak to you about certain things. And I'm allowed to be seen with you in certain places because you're not violating your married vow because you're not married. So we have to 
make the distinction between married and single. In every culture, there's a clear distinction between married people and single people, and they are expected to be treated differently. Okay, now let's go to another area, obviously, where people are treated differently. You know, people say, oh, no, I'm going to treat everybody the same. I'm going to speak to everybody the same. I'm going to act the same with everybody. I mean, we tend to adjust ourselves based on who we're talking to. People are healthy. They are going to try to accommodate people they're talking to. They're going to try to be able to relate to them or connect to them or be in agreement. You're not going to come and be offensive and insult people because you're being indifferent or you're being ignorant or you're not caring about them. And if you say, well, I talk to everybody that way. Well, that means you're immature. You're closed-minded. That means that you're not practicing good social mannerism or etiquette. You have to know how to communicate and interact and talk to people. No matter what their background, you can't just say, I treat everybody the same. You can't do that. That's not appropriate. You cannot treat everybody the same in terms of interact with them the same because people obviously have their distinctive characteristics. Let's look at another area, the professional world. The boss, supervisor versus the worker. Obviously, people don't treat the boss and the worker the same. The employer and the employee. The employer is treated different from the employee. The employer is the boss. They're the person who actually run the place. They're the ones who operate the place. They're not going to be treated the same as the worker. If you're coming into a professional setting, when you know that you're speaking to the boss or the supervisor or the owner of the business, you're going to speak differently. It doesn't mean that you're going to be less respectful or more respectful. Automatically, you're going to adjust your tone because you know that this person has a certain amount of power. They can make certain decisions and they can make things happen. Now, a worker, they are limited in their decision-making capacity. They can only do so much. They have to say, well, let me call my supervisor. Let me call my boss. So obviously, these two group of people have different roles, different duties, different responsibilities, different obligations. They're going to interact with people on a different level. Okay, the boss is going to interact with others based on his power or her power. And the worker is going to operate based on whatever capacity they're given. If a person is a receptionist, they can't tell you when the business is going to shut down. I mean, they're outside their pay grade. That's not what they're paid to do. They're not paid to work in operations. They can't give you information outside of their position. So you're going to treat the boss different than you do the worker. Again, you're going to give both of them respect, but you're going to have different expectations. You're going to have different interaction and you're going to have a different socialization experience. You're not going to treat the boss as, they, as if they're superior and treat the worker as if they're inferior. Some people actually do that and that's not okay because both of these individuals are human beings and they are entitled to the same basic respect. 
basic respect. Now, based on that person's actions, their demeanor, their mannerism, how they treat you, you can give them more than you give other people. It depends. Some people, they earn a little bit more. It's just like you going into a restaurant. Okay? Now, you can give the waiter or the waitress that basic 10% tip, whatever the tip may be. Now, if you feel that that waitress or that waiter did an amazing job, you can give them whatever you want. Now, but you are going to give them that basic requirement. You're going to give them that 10%. But if they did an amazing job, you can give them 25%. You can give them 50%. You can give them $100. That's up to you. You, you give them the basic, but you can give them more because they have earned that privilege to receive more because of the way they interact with you, the way they treated you, the way they provided you with the services. It's the same thing with human beings. We give all human beings their basic respect. And based on how they interact with us, how they treat us, how they treat us with respect, then we could give them more than that. Okay. Now moving along in another area where they treat people different. Now, the government, the president and the politicians, of course, they don't treat the president and the politician the same way. In most countries, if not all, the president has more power. The president has the final say-so. The president is the one that makes the big decisions. Sometimes they get recommendations from the politicians. Sometimes, you know, they may have to get the support of the politicians, but ultimately, if something has to be decided, it's going to be the president that exercise their power and authority to make that decision. So we can see that you're not going to treat the president and the politicians the same way. Even though, again, you're going to give them their basic respect, but they have different roles and different responsibilities. Okay? Now, an organization. You walk into an organization. It could be a charitable organization. Okay, the person who is operating that charitable organization, you're going to treat them differently from the clients or the customers that they serve. You're going to treat them differently. You're not going to treat the person who is the CEO of that organization. You're not going to treat them the same way that you treat the clients that come to get services. You're not. You're going to have a different interaction, a different relationship with them. Again, it doesn't mean that you're giving the CEO respect and denying that respect to the clients, it doesn't mean that. It means that because the CEO, that person has a different role, obligation, and responsibility, you're going to interact with them in a different way. That's all that means, all right? Now, again, a business. If you have a problem, you're going to go to the manager of that business. You're not going to go to the customer. The customer can't do nothing for you. So you're not going to treat the manager of a business the same way you treat the customers. You're not going to do that. Okay? Now let's go to the military. The military, you have a general who is the top officer. And then you have the regular soldiers, infantry, foot soldiers. You have different ranks, but then you have the general is at the top. Okay? You're not going to treat the general the same way you treat the soldiers. When the soldiers pass the general, they have to salute. They have to pay honor. They got to honor and respect and acknowledge that general that's passing by. Okay? Because they acknowledge that 
they are in a subordinate position, meaning that in the hierarchy of power, the general's at the top and they're at the bottom or they're underneath somewhere, okay? Because of that, they have to acknowledge and respect the general's position, okay? Now, a lot of times, people may not necessarily have a lot of respect for the individual in that position. They may not even know the person personally. They may know nothing about the person. They give them basic respect as a human being, and at the same time, they respect their position. If you respect a person as a human being, you could also take the time to respect their position. You respect the title, you respect the status because these people earn these privileges. They are entitled to these privileges because society grant them or because they did whatever it took to get these type of status, okay? Now, if you enter into a classroom, you're not gonna treat the teacher the way you treat the students. Obviously, the teacher is more knowledgeable, more experienced, more wiser, more aware. The students don't know. That's why they're in the classroom learning from the teacher. So you can't come in the classroom and treat the students like they're the teacher. You have to honor that position. That is the position of a person who is granted the permission to teach other people. So you're gonna respect the person as a human being and you're gonna respect their position. That's just the way it is. So you can't walk in there treating everybody the same. That's not true. We don't do that, okay? Now, the church, if we go into church, we're not gonna treat the pastor or the priest the same way we treat members of the congregation. We're not going to do that, okay? A lot of people lie to themselves. I, mean, I treat everybody the same. Now you could treat everybody equally in terms of respect, and I'm gonna keep reiterating that so we don't forget. But you're gonna have a different interaction, a different socialization, and a different relationship with people. You're not gonna have the same interaction with everybody. That's not humanly possible. The same way that we have everybody on this planet is a unique individual. We have almost 8 billion people on this planet. Each person is a unique individual. Nobody is exactly the same. Even though we all have similarities as human beings, we share certain characteristics, certain traits. We share culture, traditions, way of life, lifestyle, preferences, habits, hobbies. We share all those things, but we're not the same. We have different fingerprints, footprints, different iris, eyes. We have different brains. We have differences that distinguishes us from everyone else. Different speech patterns, we have different walks, different handwritings, we're different. So you can't say, well, I treat everybody the same. I treat everybody the same. If you are, then you're doing people an injustice. You're disrespecting people because you're not properly acknowledge their value as a human being. You're not acknowledging what they bring to the table, their accomplishments, their titles, their positions, 
you know, we're not acknowledging that. Okay, let's continue. Now, the pastor and the congregation members are not treated the same. Again, they're not. They're not at all. Because they're the ones providing the leadership for the members of the congregation. The leadership is provided by the pastor and the priests. They're the ones who are conducting the services. They're the ones who are doing the religious ceremonies. The congregation members are participants. So you can't walk in there and speak to the priest and the pastor the same way you would speak to the congregation members. You have to acknowledge these people's position, their titles, their experience, their skills, their abilities. You've got to acknowledge that and treat them accordingly. Now, you go to the hospital. You're not going to treat the doctors the same way you treat the patients. You walk in there and say hi to the patients. And that's it. But when you talk to the doctors, you know what they're there to do. They're there to treat the patients. And they have certain awareness of illnesses. They are trained in recognizing diseases and treating diseases. So you're going to treat the doctor differently. You're going to treat the doctor differently, meaning that you're going to interact with them in a different way. You're not going to have the same conversations with the patient that you have with the doctor. Obviously, the doctor should be more knowledgeable. The patient most likely may not know what's going on. So if you have any questions about the medical problem or the diagnosis or the treatment, you can't talk to the patient because they don't understand or know what's happening. You got to go speak to the doctor. So you cannot treat everybody the same because everybody is not the same. Now, best friend and coworker. If someone is your best friend and you have your coworker, you don't treat these people the same. You don't treat them the same. Your coworker, you're not going to tell them your secrets. You're not going to share with them your deep emotional feelings. You're not going to want to take them home and have them around you interact with your family. You're not going to do that. But you're going to do that with your best friend. So we have to acknowledge we do have different relationships with different people. And we're going to treat them accordingly. Does that mean you're going to disrespect your coworker? No. You're going to provide the basic respect to your coworker because they are a human being. And you also give them another kind of respect because they are your coworker. They're working with you every day, sharing your space, interacting with you five days a week or maybe even six days a week. Maybe you're spending nine hours with these people. So you are going to form some type of connection or association with these individuals who are your co-workers. But there's a clear distinction between your relationship with your co-workers and your relationship with your best friend. We cannot dismiss the differences. We cannot act like, oh, these people are people and I'm going to treat them all the same. No, right? Continuing, a person who's a millionaire and a poor person, you're not going to treat them the same. Now, again, you should give them both the same basic respect because they are entitled to that basic respect and treat them with their dignity and human rights. Both of them, because they're human beings, are entitled to be treated with respect. But obviously, if you need financial advice, you're not going to go to the poor person. If you want to know how to start your own business, to be an entrepreneur, you're not going to go to the poor person. You're going to go to the millionaire. You're going to value the millionaire's opinion, advice, more so than the poor person. Now, ironically, that poor person 
could have been a millionaire in their past. And for whatever reason, they lost everything. Because they lost everything, maybe you won't trust them to give you sound or good financial advice. Or maybe they lost everything because they became drug addicts. Or they lost their mind, they became insane. It's not because they made poor financial decisions. Maybe they still can give you some good financial decisions, but you're more likely to believe the millionaire or accept their advice because of where they are currently. You're not going to treat them the same. That's the whole thing. Now let's go to celebrity and regular people. Regular, common, everyday people. People treat celebrities totally different than they treat common everyday people. Celebrities have social status. They are compensated because they occupy a higher social status. People give them more privilege, more benefits because they are in a field that is highly valued. I won't necessarily say respected, but very valued because they produce content for people to consume. Celebrities produce movies. And this is why they're so valuable. These people are basically setting new trends. They're creating new images for people to follow. They're trendsetters. When people, when companies want to sell their products, what do they do? They put it on a celebrity because the celebrity is well known, whether they're an entertainer, they're a musician, they're an artist, they're an athlete. Because of their status, they're going to get a lot of publicity. And a lot of people look up to them and treat them as role models. And because of that, people customly, uh, people who operate businesses, business owners, big business owners, can use them to promote their products. So when we see these celebrities walking, we see the clothes that they're wearing. They're, they're promoting a certain type of clothes. We see the hairstyle they're wearing. They're promoting a certain type of hairstyle. We see the jewelry they're wearing. They're promoting a particular brand. We see the shoes that they're wearing. They're promoting a particular shoes brand. We, we smell the perfume that they're wearing. They're, they're literally a walking advertisement billboard. So people value celebrities because they look up to them because they admire them for the work that they do. Now, does that make them better or more superior or more human? No, it doesn't. These celebrities are regular people that bleed like everybody, that have bodily functions like everybody. They have to take a bath, they gotta sleep, they gotta eat, and they gotta use the bathroom like everybody. So they're no better, but because society places more value on them, they're used to sell products and they're used to promote certain agendas, okay? So you're not gonna treat the, your favorite celebrity the same way you treat a regular person. You're not gonna treat them the same way you treat your neighbors. You see your neighbors every day. You're not gonna do that. Now, some people become fanatics. They become fans and they go above and beyond. They idolize these celebrities. They make them a god or a goddess. They treat them as if they're not human. Unfortunately, when these celebrities become human, when they do human things, you know, these people are shattered. Oh my God, how, how they could have done that? But you made them a star. You made them a god. They're not irregular, everyday people. Now, these people, uh, a lot of the celebrities 
don't act responsibly with their status. Sometimes they promote things that they know are going to be harmful to other people, but yet they still do it. They promote ideologies, trends and fashions and fads and certain lifestyles, lifestyles that are not conducive to being healthy and positive. They know this, but yet they allow themselves to be used for the right price. So obviously we don't treat people the same, right? Now homeowners versus someone who's homeless. If someone is homeless, usually people interact with homeless people differently than they do with people who own their home. We see people who own their home as being more responsible, more stable, more rational. We see people who are homeless, sometimes we see them as victims of something. We see them as being irresponsible. We see them as being deficient in something. And sometimes that's true, and sometimes that's not true. Sometimes it's just bad luck. You know, they lost their job, and once they lost their job, that's it. Some people get a divorce, and they lose everything. Some people have to pay child support. They're working, but they don't have enough for them to secure their own housing. So they are the working poor. They work, but they're not making enough money for them to secure their housing. Some people, they're working, but their expenses are so high that they can't afford these expensive houses. Now, some areas, it's almost impossible to get a place with only one person. You actually need three or four people to get a place. You're gonna have three, three roommates just to be able to afford a room. Each one of these person get a room. It could be $700 for each room. And they're paying a $3,000 mortgage. $3,000 rent. So it's going to take a lot of people to come together just to be able to secure housing. Now again, let's get back. You're not going to treat the homeless person the same way you treat the homeowner. Again, you're going to give all of them their basic respect, but you're going to have a different interaction, a different socialization. Now let's go with intelligence. People who are intelligent are not treated the same way people who are ignorant or uneducated. We don't treat them the same. And we really have to be honest with ourselves. Now again, it doesn't mean that you're gonna be disrespectful to the person who is uneducated or ignorant or naive. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna give them their basic human respect and dignity and human rights. You're gonna grant them that. But the person who's intelligent, you're gonna seek their counsel. You're gonna seek to know what they know. You're going to try to pick their brains and let them teach you something. You can learn something from them versus the person who's ignorant and naive or uneducated. You may not have any type of conversation with that person, not a conversation of substance because they may not have much to offer you. That's the thing. It's not that you're belittling them. You're putting them down. You're looking down. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's simply being practical, the fact that you're seeking something that they don't have. They can't give you what they don't have. Being naive or ignorant is not a sin, it's not a crime. Now, in the age of information, where we have the internet, we have books everywhere, everywhere. we have articles, we have documentaries, we have podcasts, we have an abundance of information. Unfortunately, people are using this information for entertainment. They're looking for 
the platforms that provide them with distraction, with gossip, with celebrity news, with things that really are not important or relevant to the human experience. Unfortunately, a lot of people are choosing to remain ignorant. They don't have to be ignorant, but they're choosing to be ignorant because they don't see the importance of being intelligent. We live in a society that downplays intelligence. People don't really have to exercise their critical thinking skills anymore. They just go online and look for everything. They don't have to read a book. They don't have to read an article. They just go ahead on and put the information in the search engine and everything pops up. And they don't bother to research to see the accuracy of it. They don't fact check it to see if it's correct or incorrect. They just go along with the program, right? So we live in an age of people just being foolish. Foolish mean that a person who is basically ignorant, a person who doesn't know anything, a person who's choosing to remain ignorant because we all are ignorant of something because we won't ever know everything. But when the occasion arises and you need to do a little research, you need to pick up a book, you need to ask some questions and inquire about something, please do so. Exercise your brain. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. You got to stimulate your mind. That's why it's important to listen to podcasts, read a book, read an article, go do your research, contemplate, you know, just go into meditation, think about some things, you know, exercise your critical thinking skills. Because when people meet you, if they see that you're ignorant or you're naive or you're just uneducated, they won't treat you the same way that they treat an intelligent person. Okay. Now let's talk about the differences overall. People, we just talk about the culture differences, the background, the demographics. We did all that. But let's just talk about a little bit more differences that people have overall. So when you say that, you know, everybody's treated the same by you, that you don't see those things, you know, you're being naive. You're being ignorant. Okay. You're being unfair. You're being unjust to the people that you're interacting with because obviously there are differences. So let's just briefly go over some of the differences, right? Very important. I mean, there's a difference in perception. Each individual is going to perceive the world in a different way. Take the time to get to know somebody, talk to them, spend time with them, interact with them, ask them questions so you can see how they perceive the world. See the different perspectives that they have on different issues. You have to see their outlook on life. What's their opinion? What's their views on certain things? You can't treat everybody the same because everybody don't have the same perception, perspective, views. They don't have those things. Everybody's going to see things differently. It may be slightly differently or it may be a tremendous difference, but there's going to be differences. You have to acknowledge those things. Don't just treat everybody the same. Now, credibility. Some people are more credible than others. All right. You can't just assume everybody's the same. People don't have the same level of credibility. Some people are liars. Some people are manipulators. Some people are deceivers. Some people are known to be honest, authentic, real, genuine. They'll tell you the truth. Some people have integrity, dignity, and they're not going to do certain things. 
right? People have different levels of power, okay? The power that's given to one person may not be given to another. The power that someone may have innately, somebody else may not have that power. It would be emotional power, mental power, spiritual power, physical power, social power, family power, professional power. Everybody have different levels of power. And you can't just treat everybody the same and not acknowledge that. Now, everybody have their own values and their own principles. Everybody doesn't have the same. Even if they were raised in the same household, even though they went to the same schools, live in the same community, basically probably have the same lifestyle. But they're going to have slight differences in their values and their principles. Expectation. Everybody don't have the same expectation. Expectation for life, expectation for family, expectation for relationship, expectation for a career, for politics. You know, there's different levels of expectation, different types of expectation. So you can't assume everybody's the same. I'm going to treat everybody the same. I'm going to talk to everybody the same. I'm going to, you know, look at everybody the same and I'm going to interact with everybody the same. You're going to be a boring, stale, stagnant, closed-minded person. Okay, you're treating everybody like they're robots, like they're an AI, like they're a cyborg. No, everybody are different. Acceptance, everybody have different levels of acceptance. They accept certain things, certain lifestyles, certain, you know, sexual orientation, certain preference, certain habits, certain hobbies. Everybody's different. They're going to have different types of acceptance for different things. Some people can be very supportive and they can provide assistance to you. Other people may not want to give anything to you. They may not want to provide any type of support or assistance. They don't want to contribute nothing in your life. They're not giving you any rewards. They're not trying to help you or encourage you in any way. Okay, some people you have more to gain. Some people you have more to lose. Right? Some people can validate your feelings. And some people can invalidate your feelings. Some people can give you a good recommendation. They can give you a good reference. They can serve as a character witness for you because they know you. Other people don't know nothing about you. Some people are very flexible. They mobile. They mobile. They can bend. They can adjust. Some people very, very close-minded. They're very rigid. They're very stagnant. They're not changing. They're not going anywhere. So these are some of the differences that people have. So you can't approach everybody the same way. You can't treat everybody the same way. You can't put in your mind that every human being is the same. In reality, every human being is a unique individual, very unique with a soul and a spirit and a mind and a personality that distinguishes them from everybody else. So you're going to have to open yourself to acknowledge the differences, acknowledge the variety that people come, the different backgrounds. You have to be able to have an appreciation for that and have respect for the differences. At the same time, granting everybody their basic human dignity respect and human rights thank you